All right, guys. This is the first uh, first podcast of the semester. It's Sunday on the twenty sixth, and we just got done with our first week of school. Um, what are you thinking, Wyatt? How are you feeling about school? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I'm excited, mostly to start doing this podcast as a way of just like creativity and uh, ha- having our um, chance and, and attempt at. I'm working our creative muscles, but yeah, for sure. School-wise, I think I planned it out pretty well so that this year's going to be, or this semester at least, going to be pretty easy for me, um, academic-wise, um, so that I can have a little bit more free time outside of school. But um, first week was good. Classes were good. What about what about you? What was that like? It was pretty good so far. I like all my professors, and I like the the class spread that I have, and um. A couple of my classes are going to be challenging, but I'm not really worried about it. Um, so you, you mentioned that your schedule is pretty, like, relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Are the is it, are the classes easy, or is it just, like, the way that you like the way it's set up? Um, it's a little bit of both, I think. Uh, I think class-wise, it's pretty easy. Um, again, nearly business major, not, not the trickiest path um i am in financial reporting too which i think is like one of the harder courses that we've got but uh, i've got a similar a same professor from last year um nlp is hard but it's a different type of hard it's not really like a busy work a lot of reading hard it's uh it's actually cool stuff to learn um team leadership wise but it's like it's very engaging yeah it's very engaging i think it's good i mean i'm doing the global ethics class and I don't think I'll be a fan of it because it seems like we're just running around things that are uh, questions that can't be answered. But um, like what? Oh, it's just like just like ethical dilemmas, moral dilemmas, things like that. I see. Like I, see. I told you, kind of, kind of. It's like it's baiting us to to virtue signal and, and say we'd be a certain way when we have no clue. Slash, we do have a clue of what we'd be be like. Most of us, I think, would probably lend lean towards unethical, even as ethical as we believe we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a fun little thought experiment class that they put on our resume because it, I don't know, makes us look like we're well-rounded individuals. That's fair. How do you like the How do you like the setup of our place? It's pretty That's dope, good. huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's this our first time like living. I mean, you lived in an apartment last year. Yeah, that barely. But it was basically a dorm. Yeah, it wasn't you're, a true apartment. Yeah, but we're we're here now. Uh, it's been good. It's been a, I think it's been a huge blessing for um, numerous reasons, but just like community-wise with me, you, and Doom being in here, um, poker nights, stuff like shows and stuff we've been watching, it's just been a good time. We've um, already had four poker nights. We've had a lot of poker nights, and that was off of you bringing a poker table like day two, which was <laughs> super clutch. And you bringing your poker set day one. But yeah, very true. I bought that, bought that freshman year. But, it's a good um, purchase. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is something I told Evan a lot this past year, and I hope he'll take it. I mean, I guess he didn't quite take advantage of it, but Parker did. Um, getting off campus to have like a kitchen and to like have your own stuff. I think they over overhype living on campus sophomore year for sure. Um, I felt like again I had an interesting experience, just not not having the most ideal living situation like we had planned on last year. Um, mm-hmm. I think you had a, a similar experience as well. Um, 
your college experience, I think, can be a lot different. It's very influential who you live with. For um, sure. As it can be. I, yeah. I know I know a lot of people. Um, I know a lot of girls have, have a lot of good stories about it. I don't know how many of my, my guy friends do, but uh, the people you live with are, are huge. And I think we've just seen that already in like a week and a half, two weeks of living here. Yeah, I already feel um, much more productive being around you specifically. It's hard to like not want to like do stuff when you see other people doing stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason why people go to coffee shops to do their homework is because everyone there is doing homework. So they get inspired to be productive. Um, so just living with people that have good lifestyles in general and you just feed off of each mm-hmm. other. And you start practicing the habits that the people around you practice. Um, definitely pays off if you put the right people around you. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, a good thing for most people. Like you're forced to live with your family up until college, and then once you, it's it's a good good experiment of the those rules that those like gurus slash wiser older people will say. Like you're the product of the five people you're most with. And it's very easy to see that once you are either with a great group of people or a horrible group of people exactly. all the time. Um, and I think, I think people get, I think you get into a lot more trouble um, if you're not intentional about who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think for us, it's kind of like who we are as people. Um, I think we kind of, and I think honestly, like a lot of the friends that we have, we attract that energy. Um, so it's kind of hard to say that like we're intentional about it, but I think we are intentional about it too, about like sharing ourselves with good people, um, people I'd, that are similar to us. Yeah. I'd say we do a good job of, of staying away from people that we're, that we know is not beneficial mm-hmm. for us. So in turn, we end up being around people that, are good for us. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we like set Fair. out to identify good people, but we can easily identify people that aren't going to benefit us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like we know practices that are like not ideal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, I think part of, uh, especially for us moving into apartment, being a whole different style of life, um, I've this first, the syllabus week, I mean, in the summer, you kind of, I always feel like towards the end of summer and even towards the end of school, like I get tired of, of the same old stuff. Um, I, I either want to jump into summer and, and start having a little bit more freedom or at the end of summer, like I felt, I mean, we did the cheer hell weeks, which is awesome. Um, frog camp was a great time, but you kind of, I kind of get towards the end of summer and it's, it's very aimless wandering that's not enjoyable. Um, and then you go into syllabus week and it's very much in the same way that we talked about, like, Oh, you got to identify what, what bad habits, bad things, uh, friends that you don't want to quite be around all the time or don't want to surround yourself with. Um, especially coming into college or, or getting set up in a new, new living situation. Um, it's important to set up those good habits yourself. And I think syllabus week's a, a great time for that. Um, I mean, each year I always feel like is a different time for more trial and error, just habit-wise, um, academically, relationally with friends. Um, what uh, 
I don't know what was I had a lot of I had a lot of I don't know not to say growth but just a, a lot of reflecting and a lot of thinking about how I want to spend my days how has silly week been for you and how have you thought about um, and spent your time trying to shape like this coming semester through like daily habits and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing for me is trying to step back into that like routine. Cause like, I know for you, you're pretty like, you're pretty routine oriented. So like, I don't know if you lost that over the summer or not. I know a lot of people do, but for me, I like had no routine over the summer mm-hmm. and I am, I like a routine. So stepping into that, um, this week and the week leading up to school has been huge. So, you know, trying to like establish the habits of wanting to be productive with my time has helped me through silly week. Not like, even though it's a good time to celebrate, like being back, trying to like limit the amount of time that I'm doing like stupid stuff, like going out. Mm -hmm. Um, just because like the habits won't form if I am doing that every night. But, uh, the biggest thing for me is trying to like establish that routine. So like, like mainly my morning routine, Mm -hmm. which would be, I mean, ours are really similar. Like we both get up and we work out together at like six or seven and then we cook breakfast and then we're reading or doing work or like having a good talk or watching a video together separately Mm -hmm. that, um, is like good messaging to start the day off before we're going to classes. Um, I don't, even, I don't even remember what your question was. It's just kind of like how, how you're trying to look to establish those good habits. And I think um, with what you just said there, definitely um, definitely is important. Um, I like kind of how you said morning routine. I think um, for both of us, because we like to work out and all that stuff, our morning routine, we have a lot more freedom compared to like people that have 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. Like, I don't have class till twelve thirty every day. I, I don't. I think you're at least like eleven. Mm-hmm. Right? I have eleven every day. So it's like, um, I think honestly, it's important. I think we can share a little bit just about, in my opinion, why I've done that. I think we've kind of both done it for the same reasons. Um, I mean, I've been lucky, and I think you too as well. Um, we don't have majors that force us to have certain class schedules. We can kind of select how we want it to be. Um, like to work out get that out of the way in the morning. Um, and then it's like, I think you said, you said reading there and, and we're watching a video. We're trying to like have that positive affirmation of like setting your day off correctly. Um, I feel like we're most awake and we're most apt to learn in the morning towards midday. And again, you're going to start to fall off in the afternoon. So I think a uh, huge, huge key of just setting like like we've been talking about daily habits and stuff for a successful semester is playing around with that um trying to in my opinion it's like trying to be as productive as possible and i mean people can say they're a morning or a night person i don't i don't quite ascribe to that because i I don't think um i like both yeah exactly I, i think i don't know that's a label you put on yourself and then that's some confirmation bias that people run across is you tell yourself you're not going to be productive in the morning you won't be vice versa um but yeah i'm trying to i think for me 
a big thing with me is, is I think it's important to try to use syllabus week in these first few weeks of school to, to set those habits and stuff. Like you had said, um, how do you work around like finding time to do schoolwork? Um, but then also like balancing that with like recreational slash like learning outside. Cause I know that we do that and a lot of people probably don't, but, um, what does that look like? I mean, that first week is kind of just like catch up to all the assignments that we've already been assigned. But mm-hmm. like, what is, what is the balance of like, Oh, how, how do you plan for the academic side of the semester? Because I've got some ways that I've done it, but I want to hear what, what you do. Um, so what I've done in the past is I've made, I'll print out my syllabus, my syllabi yeah. and, uh, I'll see. I I'll hang it above my desk, and I'm able to see when everything's due. Um, and I know you were telling me the other day you make a list mm-hmm. of everything in chronological order of due dates. Yep. And do you how like highlight or check them off as you go? Yeah. So it was like I this year I was very productive. Got it all done on like Monday or Tuesday. Oh, nice. But it was uh, it's like I highlight stuff as blue for stuff I need to do like schoolwork, reading, whatever. And then red is for tests. And then as I go through it, highlight it green, scroll down. Um, I'll shout out. I don't know who the person was that started it. It's a bunch of girls in my NLP class. I don't know if it was Dahlia or Allie or whoever it was, but, um, they do an Excel sheet that's like color coded chronological order. It's, it looks amazing. It looks like a lot of work to me. It's something I don't know if I want to do, but I can pay them to make mine. Oh, I bet you could. There's so many ways to do it, but I feel like, uh, Oh man, the headaches go out the window. I've always had to do that. Cause like, I'd be so anxious about like what I had to do or I could never like, I mean, I don't know if I could check back to a syllabus or like scroll, like flip through it. Like you kind of talking about, um, yeah, it's a huge thing in my opinion is get that stuff put together as fast as possible because, um, that, I mean, people are like, why it seems like you got more time of the day than everybody else. And I'm like, well, no, I have a vision of what I need to do weeks in advance. And I can, again, lucky enough, I'm academically inclined that I can do stuff quicker than people. And so I can be proactive because I set myself up with a, with a vision plan of Mm -hmm. what I need to do, what makes sense. When do I have the free time to do things like that? Right. Yeah. I think a key thing that you, that you just pointed out is that you had anxiety on all of your due dates hanging over your head and you found a system that works for you to fix it. I think a lot of people will just sit on that anxiety and just let Mm -hmm. it like run their life and they're just anxious all the time because they're not on top of their work and they don't have systems in place. But the people that can get past that, like people, no one would know that you have like anxiety for due dates. No one would know, but you do. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that even, you don't is because you have a system in place. Yeah. Even with the system, I still, I give myself anxiety, but that's just because I'm over. Oh, that's fair. That's, that's fair. besides the point. But you know, you can it's like rest easier easy. with the system and stuff. You can like re- rest easy knowing that you're at least on top of the dude. Yeah, I know what's I know what's going on. I'm yeah. not just like stabbing in the wind and being the kid that shows up like oh, we had a test today or I didn't do any of that. But doing over there because he mm-hmm. doesn't do homework. He's like, oh, I just didn't think we had to. <laughs> that was optional. Yeah. Um, like I know for me in the past, um, even like coming into college and everything, like I, I'm not good with. 
I'll forget due dates because I don't I don't write it down. But yeah. that's not me anymore. Yeah, I fixed it. But that's good. that was me coming into school for sure. So I mean, I would get zeros and then you know beg the professor like, oh, you know, yeah, I have part- all these reasons of why I didn't get this done, and then uh, trying to backtrack and save my grade. But yeah. uh, I think it's definitely important to know yourself and be introspective and realize that like there are better ways to do things. And a lot of it is not being lazy, Mm -hmm. figuring out what works for you, actually doing it. Um, you're proactive. Yeah. It's a mini lesson in like ownership. I mean, it's not, uh, I, our NLP professor, honestly, it was last week. She told us, I'm not going to give you all the assignments because that's not how life is. That's not how work is. They're not going to give you the next six months of work that you got to do. Right. Um, so I, I appreciate that perspective. And it's like writing us, putting all, like doing this schedule and stuff with all your assignments. Like it's not realistic for life because that's not how it's going to look like, but Mm -hmm. it's a good chance for people to use ownership in the moment of like, okay, I'm going to own that. I know what's going on so that I can't be like how you were freshman year Mm -hmm. of like, Oh, I didn't know. Excuse, 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 Mm -hmm. excuse of you. Well, it's like, you need to grow up. And that's something that, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it doesn't seem like a big thing, but like, it's a small step of like, okay, you got to do this. Otherwise you're going to start failing now. You're going to, you're going to have a rough time here. And I think too many people, um, they don't do that. And they're seniors that are getting C's and B's that if they had a good system in place of just knowing what was going on, they'd probably, probably be doing a lot better. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me being able to take the step in the right direction is to have like a mindset mindset shift. So mm-hmm. like for me, the reason why I wouldn't do my work, it really wasn't because I was lazy. It was because I thought that school was meaningless and yeah. I still do, to be honest, uh-huh. most 99% I'm of the stuff agree. that we do is pretty meaningless. Like it's not going to help me in life. Um, besides just the degree that you get at the end, but the mindset change that I had to make was, was like telling myself, okay, if I can do and stay on top of all of this stuff, that's meaningless, then how much more, well, how much more productivity will I have when I'm doing things that actually matter to me? Mm -hmm. So when I get out of college, I plan to pursue things that actually have meaning to me and that I'll be excited about. And I know that I'm going to blow it out of the water because I'm able to do this stuff that I don't even want to do. Mm-hmm. Not to say that in the future I won't have to do things that I don't want to do. Of course we all will. But being able to manage the things that you don't like, like just like imagine how well you'll be able to manage the things you do like. Mm-hmm. Like people like watching Netflix. They manage the time really well to, exactly. to fit in Netflix, right? Or to binge Game of Thrones exactly. in a month. So. You like reading. Yeah. I like reading. Like yeah. we do a really good job of making sure we can read for the day. That's yeah. why we set our schedules up the way we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's about balance and making sure that you can do the things that you want to do and also make sure that you're getting your stuff done that you're yeah. required to do. Like, our parents are paying for our school in some sense. So, you know, we don't want to take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I've noticed that the kids that are paying for their own school have a lot more skin in the game, obviously, and they're getting their stuff done. Yeah, they're going to take advantage of it more. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, 
I think I, I like what you said there, and I kind of made me think of um, like having having your first of all, like taking academics or like for for us reading or for other people Netflix, like prioritizing time to do those things. It's like we're going to prioritize that time because these are the values that we have for how we want to live our life. And I think, um, it's something I started, I actually started it going from, uh, this past spring to summer of, of, I called it, um, I've read a lot of, or a lot, a few books recently about, um, not having goals, having systems. And so I put, for my summer, I said summer system for existence. And then I had redone one and made it fall system for existence. Like this is, these are my systems in place of, of how I'm going to reach and, and respect and live true to my values. Um, and as I went through syllabus week, like reflecting like, Oh, what is, where do I need to, to improve? Where do I need to, to, to get better slash what isn't, quite perfect and to give some examples um like a system is like working out every day and what that's going to do is that's going to keep me physically sharp that's going to help me with with cheerleading but also like help me establish like good practices for the rest of my life um same thing with reading like we're we're going to read for a purpose and me and you both are um i think more more inclined right now to kind of try to balance secular uh, a secular book and then like a book that's trying to explain or help us understand Christianity a little better um, and that's that's aiming at in two different directions like um, helping to helping to develop our faith develop for me rich that poor dad right now helping to kind of have a better financial understanding of life um, I think it's hugely important outside of academics um, to be like, okay, these are the things that I want to do and this is how I want to grow this year. And I think um, Scott Adams in his book, How to Fail at Everything and Still Win Big, this is the first time I ran across this stuff and it was kind of related to some Cernovich stuff as well. Um, But it was kind of like, okay, if I'm going to have these goals for things, um, in life, if I'm going to want to have a better body or be smarter or lose weight or get a girlfriend or start to, um, try to think some of the other things like start going out. I've never, I've never gone out. I had a frog camper last night. Tell me why it's so, so good to see my frog camp facilitator out. I was like, why? He's like, cause that's what everybody else talks about. They're like, Oh, I saw my, this, this person, this person out. But like, they had never done that. Cause I, it's like I haven't been out. So it's like I made these goals of, oh, I want to go out more. I want to be more social. I want to like get out of my shell a little bit more. I want to move past oh, just being the, the guy that is okay with where he's at right now. And part of that has been, okay, I've got this goal. What are the daily habits I need to establish with it? And I think for me, syllabus week slash the weeks before syllabus week, this transition period, every transition period in life, and I think in college it's pretty easy for us because it's so regimented, it's important to revisit. Okay, these are my values. I can't just keep going through life, watching Netflix, going to class and not caring about where my life is going. And I think people eating until I'm 300 pounds overweight, things like that, right? Um, is that is that a similar experience to you? Because I think we, we probably 
both do something similar to that. I think I have it more systemized, but, but mm-hmm. is there, is there ever a reflection period for you where you're kind of like, these are, these are the values that I have and how, how can I like live those out slash put those into, into existence? Yeah. Um, so I just did Jordan Peterson's writing thing. And, uh, so what it is, is basically like, you did it, the entire thing. I did or part of the it. vast majority of it. Okay. It's a, it takes a long time. So like buckle up if you do it. Well, I'll have to, we'll have to do it or I'll have to do it on a bye week or something, but continue. yeah, it'll take a week. Uh, anyway, so I just did that. Basically the process is like, uh, it's super, it's all introspective. So you have to figure out, um, your own faults. So it's like, what are you, what are you bad at essentially? Mm-hmm. And you have to, uh, write, like a thousand words for each thing that you select. Yeah. And so they say to select like s- roughly six, but I did nine okay. on mine. So it's, and these uh, are the things that you're selecting. Uh, I don't remember what I put exactly. Cause it's like, it's a huge list okay. and it's like, check the box of like okay. things that apply to you and how bad it is. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I honestly, I don't even remember. I don't have a, a good example. I could pull it up if you want me to, That's but, fine. uh, then you write, you're writing a thousand words for past, present, future. So it's like past, what have you done poorly? Um, so I selected them, wrote on them. That was super introspective and I was able to, to see where I need to, to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already been able to act on that in my, my day-to-day life. It's definitely exposes you and it's not for, for people that are weak-minded like I think you have to definitely be ready to do that type of thing to take it seriously uh, for it to be beneficial and you have to be honest with with yourself but uh so that's one thing that I did as far as just like my day-to-day life trying to figure out like having like a reflection time mm-hmm. uh I try to I try to recenter myself every morning when I wake up um to those things like I don't I don't, what does that look like? So for me, um, after we work out, sometimes before we work out, basically at, at some point in the morning, um, and the, for the past two and a half weeks, roughly, I've been praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've prayed every day before that, but like I've been really praying for like 30 minutes uh, on my knees by my bed, praying uh, some written prayers that I've chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I'm done with those, I'll, I'll just, I'll either just sit and like in the silence and just yeah. like, listen, mm-hmm. see if like, see what, see what thoughts come in my head or I'll yeah. continue in prayer, you know, freestyle, just, uh, sure. those prayers have helped me a lot. Um, it's a lot about refocusing, asking the Lord to refocus your attention on things that matter, yeah. um, throughout the day. And it's like, it's, it's a very deep prayer. Um, it, it reminds me a lot about a lot of the Our Father prayer. It's not uh-huh. the Our Father, but it's very much like it. It's like it hits all of the basics, yeah. but it's so like complex. Um, maybe, on a, maybe on our next episode, I can I'll bring my book down and read it. But uh, yeah, there's a, just to butt in, there's... A lot of interesting perspectives that the Orthodox and Orthodox monks bring into 
about like written prayers or prayers from people before, like saints, saying that we might not have the words to put towards our feelings or where we're at in life, but these saints and these uh, very, very wise men and women, they do. Um, mm-hmm. And that can, that can often serve to be more beneficial. I think uh, it was weird for me to run across, and I think it's probably weird for people to hear but that's something that we'll have to definitely talk yeah, about. Yeah. Um, the Holy Spirit's entire job is facilitating what we can't understand in ourselves, mm-hmm. whether it's conviction or, or just prayer. So when the saints in the past have been able to write down those prayers, uh, I'm willing to bet a lot of them were the Holy Spirit talking through them. Yeah. Um, they were able to have convictions of themselves. Mm-hmm using the Holy Spirit, um, able to put words down on paper. Yeah. And they felt that it was powerful enough to write down, mm-hmm. which I think says a lot. Yeah. So, uh, and these are like church fathers from like 200 AD, like, right. Yeah. Very long time ago. Whether you believe that, um, you should, I don't know. There, are, I think there are a lot of people that discount anything a saint has to say. Mm-hmm. because of the the like I won't ever pray to a saint thing but uh yeah and that's a tricky that's a that's a very cluttered over issue that's pretty simple when you like look uh, yeah at and it. I don't think that yeah we don't have to get into to the hell it's like the weeds on that yeah. but I mean praying a prayer that a saint has prayed in the past is not bad exactly and it's if, it's if no different should. than reading a book of the bible that wasn't written by Jesus himself you know what I mean exactly so, um, yeah, no, I've, I've found huge mindset changes in my day-to-day life purely by doing that. Mm-hmm. And it has made me want to pray a lot more. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, I, it's really hard to put words to it, but my attitude, I'll, I mean, I'll just say like my attitude towards people that I don't like, and I'm conscious that I don't like them have it's literally shifted so like people that i would normally avoid for some reason i feel like i want to like i'm like willing to talk to them and i'm like completely fine saying hi and stuff and like smiling at them i'm smiling all day long for some reason and i think it's i think it's because of the prayers um so one of the one of the lines in the prayer is do not let my conversations be a opportunity for uh meanness towards others so basically like if I'm in a conversation, it's not going my way or something, or if the other person is like spitting off views that I don't believe in and stuff like that, it's not going to be an opportunity for judgment. It's going to be an opportunity to like listen and speak with them and mm-hmm. to actually converse yeah. um, and to like love and pray. So I've caught myself doing that and it's very uh, out of my hands. Like I'm not making the decision to like yeah. be better. I'm just exactly. for, for just some reason happens. I'm better. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that goes a lot with one of my Bible studies that I did this this past week. I think it was on Wednesday. I read Psalm 1, and it said that um, those that... Uh, I'm going to pull it up real quick. I just I don't like paraphrasing verses. I'd rather read it. Yeah, I get that. Um, here we go. 
Um, so, all right, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. This is the verse that mm-hmm. that hit me. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff in the wind that the wind drives away. Mm-hmm. So uh, the biggest thing for me that I got out of that is that like he is like a tree planted by streams of water. I think they put in by streams of water to uh, to explain that it's natural. It's something that happens. Him being able to yield its fruit is mm-hmm. something that happens naturally. He didn't have to go plant himself as a tree. Like yeah. the streams of water carried him. And I think that's the Holy Spirit like convicting For sure. and planting within him change and a heart change so that it can yield fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think prayer is very powerful because you're, I mean, you're calling on the Holy spirit yeah. to facilitate the prayer. You're praying to the father. And, uh, if you're praying for things that matter, you know, like you're going to start to see change in yourself. Yeah. I think I've definitely noticed, um, and it's not always been, it's not always been hundred percent perfect. Um, but, but the times that I am consistent, um, praying, especially most recently reading the way of a pilgrim and, and learning of the Jesus prayer and, and that being a more simple, but yet effective kind of, it's very simple and, and doesn't seem like it's working initially, but it's, it's something that definitely brought me a lot closer to God and just a lot closer and, and more in depth into my prayer life. And I think honestly, a big thing that, that I experienced during syllabus week and, and, Honestly, I experience it whenever life and the world starts to catch up slash get get too big. Um, and whether it's it gets too big or prayer and silence and, and a lot of the a lot of my connection to God gets a lot less. Not sure uh, how that works, but and, and a lot of it came with like being sleep deprived and like going out and uh, having having a good time. Just the impact that it had. I mean, I think I started the week and, and the weeks previous to school starting uh, very strong in prayer and very strong in being consistent with with reading and, and reading the Bible before I went to bed and journaling and things like that. But then you start to, um, I began to prioritize, I mean, having a good time. And this is something that I haven't done in the, in the past, a good time of, of going out, spending time with friends. Um, doing stuff I hadn't done in the past, which aren't bad in themselves, but what I found it led me to was, um, I mean, being up at 2 a.m. for the last three nights, you're in a very vulnerable position psychologically and mentally, again, sober or not sober, if you're, if you're not sober especially, but um, I think being tired and, and being more apt of, of being influenced um, by the devil and, and by the world and by the flesh and all that stuff. I think you get into a dangerous area and those things compound. So it's like, I wasn't praying as much as I should have been, or I wasn't reading, or I didn't, 
I didn't have the energy slash the want to slash the conviction to, to be doing these things. And that's okay. But it, it does show and it's shown me that like, okay, I can't do three nights out because it influenced my days to where I was waking up too late or I'm going to bed too tired that I can't even, I can't, I don't want to read. I don't want to journal anything about my day. I don't want to do these good habits that I had. Right. Um, And I think that's definitely something that, um, that people need to keep in mind is like how, how connected all that stuff is and how stuff that might not seem inherently bad at its face value on occasion can really be, can be the, the, the domino that, that starts the that's that starts the domino effect of all of a sudden you're you're to use a phrase like this far from God because you you fell out of these daily habits like you said it's kind of it made me think when you said stream like like you're the tree and those streams of water are going to be prayer fasting silence being in the word being in community going to church every Sunday um trying to lean away from, from like seven deadly sins come to mind of, of trying to, trying to live in moderation and trying to live a a balanced life. Um, one or two things can just start this ripple effect of all of a sudden, um, you're, you're not in a spot that you want to be at. And I mean, silly weeks of fun time for everybody and everybody like loves it, but I feel like it's a chance for people to set a new, set a new rhythm, set a new routine. And oftentimes, and for Christian individuals, especially, um, you can be prone to set yourself up for failure. If you're not mindful of, of the things that you're doing, I mean, you can still do all these things. And I think I can, I'm a person that thinks so much about it so that I can reflect and be like, okay, here's where I need to change. But if you get into a routine and a habit where, um, you're no longer prioritizing and again, it kind of goes back to what we said earlier. You got to know what your values are. And if your values are going out, getting shit faced every night and, and being drunk off your ass, um, have fun with that. But when you don't have any meaning in life, uh, that's not good. And then it's vice versa. The other thing, if you're going to have a, a stick up your butt and feel like, and sorry, I was this way. And there's people that way, and I'll, I'll speak like this right now, just because I, I uh, that's who I, who I am. If you got to stick up your butt, and you're, you, you think you see a little bit of alcohol, and, and that's the devil incarnate, and that's going to send you straight to hell. Um, Here we go. Okay, we just had the computer die, but we're going to jump back on and, and finish <laughs> it out. Um, what I had just been previously saying was, I think a mixture of you can't be too far in either direction. Of, of how you're going to live your life. You can, you can have a good time, um, without, without being a complete loser, um, in both directions. Um, but I think what I, what I, and where I was going with that was that you got to be mindful of your actions and you got to know, um, know what your values are and know how you're going to work yourself back if you're if you're going to make and do take actions and, and instill habits in your life that that aren't going to be affirmative of of those values that you have, um, 
I'm trying to think. There was one more. I mean, kind of on this topic. Um, I think the last thing to cover. Just silly week, getting back into school, all that introduction stuff. Um, just like socially. We've talked a lot about academics and, and daily habits and stuff, but I think, um, I don't know, approaching approaching school and being back at school for us or just in general approaching a new experience of life for anyone, how how do you how do you approach like the social aspect of things um and that can be friends um uh, like intimate relationship but then also like the party scene or like vice versa you know what i mean how did you approach that like this year and like how is how's that looked over the last i don't know over your college experience yeah, well, I mean, the biggest thing for me going into this semester is like I've I've told myself that I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with my friends more because um, I want it to be a priority. Like especially like you and Dune and uh, our little squad that we got. Like uh, in the past, we've hung out like I don't know once every couple of weeks, just going out to dinner, stuff like that, just all together. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like being proactive and trying to like plan things and saying yes um, yeah. more often is huge for me just because like I'm, I've been pretty, uh, I've always been pretty to myself. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't want to take for granted all the, all the good buddies that I've been able to make. Um, and definitely like not neglecting any like relationships that I have, like making sure that, you know, I'm hanging out with everyone in a group as well as individually, uh, feeding into the, those deeper conversations and getting closer to people. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that I'm still talking to my family members yeah. when I'm getting caught up in school friends. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, 21 yet and I, I've never had like a fake or anything so uh, not, I'm not going out or anything but I'll go to I'll go to parties if my if I know that the, my core group's gonna be there yeah um, uh, yeah I'm not, not definitely not the type to like go go anywhere alone sure like I'm not gonna go I'm not definitely not gonna go to like a, a house party type setting unless someone that I know and trust is gonna be there Um, but yeah, the biggest thing for me is just having a mindset of being open to new opportunities and doing more with my, with my friends and staying on top of school. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what it is when it comes down to it. Yeah. Um, I've found that, that I've, and I think very similar to what you said, like making sure that, that you are, for me, it's something I have to to do because I can become pretty introverted and, and be fine being alone. Um, is I always like to try to plan stuff, get the boys together. Um, I think even this year coming back, cheering for year two, just seeing over the work weeks of, of the last three weeks or so, just how, how, how like fun it is to get a good core group of, of, uh, them together and, and go go do stuff with them um, again I'd said that that's been one of my goals 
I found out or found slash thought a lot about over the summer was like, okay, I need to take advantage of, of going out doing things that I haven't done in the past. Um, I am 21 now, so it, so it definitely facilitates that a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I hope that, and, and I think my life would, would be complete if, if all that it, is composed of is, is me setting goals and values for myself and then and backing those up with actions that, that, that affirm those goals and move me in those directions. Um, and I think there's something, and it was on one of these like gimmicky, like success Instagrams the other day that I saw, but, it, but I've, I it connected with me and it was something about like the time that you spend in life. Um, and it talks about the time you spend with your family, with your parents, with, with your intimate, with, with your, with your spouse. Um, but, but it pointed out like, oh, you're, you're only going to spend this much time with, uh, with people in college. And then you'll only probably have, uh, I, I, I like to use the number five, I think five, five close and really, really good friends, deep friendships. And I'm somebody that knows a good amount of people here on campus. Um, and I think. It's something I enjoy. I enjoy knowing a lot of people and being cordial and having uh, friends. Uh, some people might say acquaintances, things like that. Um, but I think a big thing I've realized coming back here, especially living with people that I want to live with, guys that I want to surround myself with, like really taking advantage of, like you said, being around those people that, that your core grew so that you can get to deeper conversations where you get to know people deeper and you also get to um, grow as a person through conversation and through community because I think when when conversations are happening that are they're not things that you share with people the second you meet them right things that things that actually matter things that that you're scared of or things that you're, you're thinking a lot about. Um, I've noticed even this past week, it helps me get a lot of my thinking out there and I kind of, I see what I, what I'm like and where I'm coming from in my head. Um, but yeah, that whole social aspect and just trying to prioritize, um, the right people, whether you're in one direction going out a little more, loosen it up a little bit or if you're in the other direction trying to, res- to to pull yourself back and 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 again trying to not use anything as a crutch because um, because both sides can be seen as you, you can you can be too virtuous and, and stay away from all that stuff or you can you can uh, buy in too much to it um, and I think Again, self-reflection has been the biggest thing that's helped me, and it's something that comes pretty easy to me. Um, I know that's not the case for everybody, but um, yeah, I think honestly, on that note, I think self-reflection is probably one of the best things that can be done. Um, syllabus week, the week before syllabus week. Um, who do you want to be? What is the systems? What are the systems, and what are the steps that are going to get you to that point? Um, it's helped me have a lot of success in college and and I've seen that success just be a ripple effect throughout the semester. And I think that, um, from, from what I know, it's, it's a surefire way of even past college, 
um, being successful is, is always being mindful, reflecting, being intentional. Um, and I, I think I shared this with you and this will probably be the last stuff that I care to say is, is something that I wrote down a long time ago. And, and honestly, something that I'm trying to live my life by right now is, is trying to be more mindful of my thoughts and actions. I'm trying to be more intentional with my actions and my thoughts as well of, of where I'm spending my energy, both mentally and physically and, and, and how much I'm thinking, how much I'm in the moment, all that. Uh, but trying to be more mindful, intentional about establishing what kind of love how we named our podcast. And this is the first podcast with the new name, establishing these enduring foundations in our lives. Um, this is the period from 20 to 30 that we've, we've got, this is the last, last time that we can shape our lives in a meaningful way before our neuroplasticity starts to give out. Um, but I think silly week is a great little snapshot of trying to establish yourself for a better future. So hundred percent. Yeah. Any last thoughts before we, I don't know. I don't know quite how long we've been going about an hour. Okay. Not horrible. Yeah. Our first one back. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a word of encouragement to, uh, to have a good semester and to, um, stay on top of your stuff and get what you need to get done, done and take ownership. If you fail, um, I think that's a huge thing. So, uh, yeah, I hope everyone listening has a great semester. Uh, hit us up if you got any questions or, uh, if you want, if you got anything that you want us to talk about, we are more than happy to accommodate. Yep. Follow us on, follow us on the gram, the enduring foundations gram, but then also our personals. Um, yeah, DM us or text us if you yeah want us to talk about anything or I don't know. We plan to start doing this a lot more and hopefully be consistent with at least an upload a week. So yeah, yeah, yeah like subscribe. I don't know how that stuff works. It's <laughs> a five star rating on <laughs> iTunes or Spotify. I don't know. Um, I will I will say in our on our Instagram uh, enduring foundations we have a, a link tree with anything that you could possibly need. Yeah, so you can just go there. Click on it's a great it. Great spot. All right. Good All first right. one back. We've yep. got mics, so hopefully we'll be a bit more professional. Upgraded quality. Yep. yep. 100%. All right. Peace out. Peace.